0: want to serve in the church for the upcoming year, um, it's just out there at the front on the table. So if you feel like God is leading you to serve in the church, and I, I wouldn't say feel, I think it's, it's part of the Christian life to serve. So I don't want to be a bit too pushy here. Um, but yeah, please, if it's in your heart and you want to serve the Lord, pray about it. See what God is calling you to do in, in the church. Um, so today, um, Pastor Ben is not with us. He's not feeling too well. And please keep him in your prayers. I'm sharing. It's an emergency one. Um, so we we got to let the Holy Spirit lead in this one, um, as, as the Holy Spirit always does. But today, I want to speak about a heart for Christ. Um, comparing to other religions, we see a lot of religions, it, Emphasize on obedience, which is great. Emphasize on purity, holiness, um, a righteous way, a way of denial. You know, you deny yourself. You get to live for a spiritual person, right? But then when when you look at Christianity, you see in the New Testament, God, or I would say the Holy Spirit, because emphasize um, it's inspired by the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit wants to emphasize on our relationship with Christ. Therefore, our heart needs to be in the right place, need to be um, illuminated by, by Christ himself, needs to be changed, transformed, so we can have this relationship that God desires in us. I believe that's important. So today I want to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking. It's interesting. When we read the Bible, we say, God said this, or Jesus said this, or Paul said that, or Peter said that. But sometimes the writers in the New Testament, they quote something that the Holy Spirit said. So if we look at Hebrews chapter uh, 3, verse 7 to 11, It's one of my favorite passages, by the way, in in the book of Hebrews. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, it's a very unique passage here, that the Holy Spirit is speaking. And here, obviously, that the writer is quoting from the Old Testament. Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, in the day of trial, in the wilderness, it's a very unique passage here. You would think the people that chose to leave Egypt, to leave Pharaoh, they had a heart for God, right? Well, when you speak to believers, or to anyone that comes to the church, but like you know what, I've left the world, I'm here. Like okay. This person must have a heart for Christ. But then here we see people that left Egypt. They were in the wilderness seeking the promised land. Yet they have a struggle. They have a struggle that is not outward, but inward. And that's the challenge. We can deal easily with things that are outwardly. We can see them. They're very visible, right? If the house is messy, you could tell the house is messy. But if our life is messy inside, sometimes it can be deceptive. We don't notice that. We don't know where our heart is. And that's why I like Paul. When he's encouraging the churches, he's saying, examine your heart. Ah, it's unique. I need to examine my heart. And I believe that's something that we need to do daily. So what's the Holy Spirit saying here? He's saying, you could be out of the world. You could hold the title of a Christian. You could be a believer. You could be among the believers. You could worship the Lord. You could read the word of God. But your heart can still be hardened. Unfortunately, this is not an issue for the world, but it's also an issue for the church. Because we often see even Jesus challenging his disciples, sometimes rebuking his disciples, saying, why do you have a hard heart? Wow. Because to me, I'm thinking I'm following Jesus. I'm here for you, Lord. But then God knows the heart. Sometimes when we, look at the, when we look at such passages, when Jesus reads the hearts of the Pharisees, we're like, yes. See, Jesus knows them. Jesus knows the real them. But then Jesus also knows the real us. That's something that we need to keep in our mind. So what does a a hard heart do? It gets your heart to be cold. In Matthew 24, when Jesus was sharing about what will happen in the last days, he says, some people's hearts will grow cold. That's not something I want to have. That's something that I've experienced in the past. That's something that I've seen a lot of my friends and families Go through that. I'm like, man, we used to be together. We used to be so hungry for God. We used to serve the Lord together. But where are you now? You will see that in your journey with Christ. You will see people that will come and go. But we need to focus our eyes on Jesus. And the verse continues. Where your fathers tested me, tried me, and so my works 40 years. Therefore, I was angry with that generation. And I said, they always, uh, they always go astray in their heart and they have not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Wow. Strong statement there. I can, as I was preparing this, I got to be honest with you. I was reminded with so many people in my life. I've been in the faith for just over 15 years, around 17 years now, 17, 18 years. And I've seen people come and go. It's so sad. A hard heart gets you to go astray. That's the fruit of it. That's the result of a hard heart. And the Holy Spirit is calling people. We, we often say, Holy Spirit, it's your job. You soften my heart that when we read here the Holy Spirit saying wait I can't force you to change yourself I'm calling you it's your responsibility to change your heart I want us to go we'll come back to this passage but if we go to Romans 5 verse 5 this is a letter by Paul And in Romans chapter 5, verse 5, this is what Paul is saying to the believers. He's saying, now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Wow. Hope does not disappoint. There is hope in this. If you feel like you're a person where you're like, I'm different now. I'm not the person I used to be for the Lord. I was so hungry for the Lord. And I hear that so many times. I hear people say, I used to be like you, or I used to be serving the Lord. I used to be in love with God. I used to share to people, say, Jesus is my everything. Not anymore. I used to be that. Well, that's not what's so important. What's God doing in your life today? This is something that we learned on Friday. I'm having a new song. I'm having a new song to the Lord. It's a new experience with the Lord. We are sharing a new experience with the Lord. This is not like a marriage that's been there for 20, 30 years. And you're like, I used to love my husband. I used to love my wife. That's not the relationship that God desires. That we're living in the same house, yet we're so opposite. We're so separated. And people think that a divorce letter is what makes a divorce. No, it's, it's spiritually there way before you sign these letters. So that can happen with us in Christ. Before people say, I'm done with Jesus, I want to walk away, my heart is not the same. That just doesn't happen overnight. It takes a long time to get that heart that's been burning for Christ to be hard, so callous. And it's interesting here because when we think of a hard heart, we normally think of Romans 9, right? Pharaoh. Pharaoh had a hard heart. Not me. I'm a believer. I am passionate for Christ. But sometimes, just like we see in Hebrews 3, the people that left Egypt and Pharaoh carried Pharaoh and Egypt in their hearts. Sometimes you can distance yourself from the world, but the world is still living deep down in your heart. What God wants to do As Jesus prayed in John 17, he said, I don't pray that you take them out of the world because we're always going to be here, but I pray that you protect them. Are we having Christ protecting our hearts from temptations, sometimes from comfort, sometimes from laziness? We often distinct sins, certain sins from others. I do not lie. Okay. But do you love the Lord? We can brag about the sins that we've overcome, but there are sins that are deep down in our hearts that prevent us from having a relationship from the Lord. That's why God is calling us back. Come back. Receive the fire of the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit melt that wax that's in your heart and let it be again for the Lord. I think that's so important for us. If you look at the Hebrew words, when you read Exodus in regards to Pharaoh, the Bible says that his heart was heavy. Do you feel your heart is heavy today? Or maybe it's been heavy for the last season or two or the last years. You feel like my relationship with the Lord has never been the same. Well, God's calling you today to change that. I don't want your testimony to be, I used to be like this. Please let that not be part of your life. Because when we stand in front of the Lord, what are we going to say? I used to be hungry for you, Lord, in my 20s or when I was single. But then responsibilities came and things changed. And I'm what they call today a mature Christian. You know, I don't just go out and preach. You know, I'm discerning today. See how we are disguising our lukewarmness today. We're saying, yeah, I used to be immature, but now I am a mature person in the Lord. No, God wants us to be children. You want to enter the kingdom of God? Be like children. When when the disciples, John and Peter, when they were preaching in Acts, Acts 3, what did they say? These guys seem uneducated. You know, they, they are sharing about this Jesus guy. They are very passionate about him. But yeah, we, we don't see any sign of, you know, someone that is mature, educated. No, they just wanted to tell the message of Christ because it was so overflowing in their heart that they need to tell the whole world about it. Do we have that in our lives today? How can we expect the Holy Spirit to pour out his love, the love of God, which we just read in Romans five in our heart? If our heart is callous, if it's heart, if it's not willing to let God in our lives. That's why I'm encouraging you today. I don't care how long you've been a Christian. And I'm not saying out of disrespect because I love you so much. I love you so much. I just want to tell you that you need to come to Christ back like a child. You need to come back to him and say, Lord, I've been hiding so many things. So many things deep in my heart that I've been hiding. I've been neglecting and I've been just disguising it as a different way of being a Christian. But I know deep down the Bible says it's not. And I need to change that. I don't care what people think about me. I don't care what people, whether they mock me. I need to tell them about Jesus. That's my heart. It's overflowing. I want to share with them, tell them, this is how much Jesus loved me. You know, those stages where you go, when when you first meet a person and you're so in love with them, you tell everybody about it. You know, a person who's embarrassed about their relationship or no longer loves their partner, they're no longer there. They're not on their tongue anymore. They don't speak about them. They don't introduce them to anybody. They're just part of their life. I'm just married to that person. Or I have a relationship with that person. That's about it. Sometimes we treat our relationship with Christ like that. That's not the bride that Christ decides to get married to the bride that Christ wants to get married to is the bride that loves him adores him submits to him and wants to tell the whole world about him because that's what Jesus did for us you know Jesus didn't stand in front of the world and says I love them so much he did but most importantly he said to his father I love them so much That means much more than us telling the world. You see our savior on the cross naked with full of abuse, people shouting abuses to him. I'm doing it for my people. For us, we want to uphold our dignity. Lord, it's a bit difficult. This life is difficult. I can't serve you. I can't be generous in my gifts. I can't be generous with my time. I can't forgive that person. And all these things are hardening our hearts. And we wonder why we don't have this relationship with the Lord as we used to. That's why I am encouraging you. Don't lose hope because hope doesn't disappoint Christ is here ready saying, I want to pour my Holy Spirit in you. So it can, that hard heart, it can start beating again. And when you look at the Holy Spirit, you notice a lot of times the Holy Spirit goes along with fire, right? Baptism, you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire. When the disciples started to speak in tongues, a tongue of fire was shown. When Revelation it speaks about the seven spirits of God. It speaks about it as the seven tortures of God, the Holy Spirit. That's what the Holy Spirit does. It comes and it softens that hard heart. That cold heart that Jesus is warning us against in Matthew 24 is saying many people will grow cold, will no longer love. Shouldn't be in, in the church. If anything, we should say in the church, that's where you're going to find love. Because our hearts are not hardened. It's burning bright for Christ. I believe that's something very important. If we go back to Hebrews chapter three, and today it was not going to be Um, A long sermon is going to be a bit shorter because we have some testimonies, but I'll try and cram in as much as I can. Um, We read up to verse 11 in chapter 3. I want to read verse um, 12 and 13 for you. Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God but exhort one another or encourage one another daily while it is called today, least any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Many of us here today might think, well, I feel like my heart is heavy. I feel like it's so hard. Therefore, I'm just going to try and do things for God, No, he's not talking about works. He's talking about the sin that's deep inside that's keeping us away from God. He's saying, encourage one another. Who else do we have? We have each other. Let's encourage each other daily. We meet once a week. But guess what? We have technology today. I could literally pick up the phone and text someone, call someone saying, how are you doing today? How's your walk with God today? Whoa, that's a bit direct, don't you think? Well, I need to do it because you need it in your life. If I don't do it, who else is going to do it? You think the devil's going to do my job for me? No, he wants to harden people's hearts. The world, sin and the devil, that's their job. And we're allowing our brothers and sisters around us. And we see it as life goes on. Oh, yeah, he's, he's not making the wise decisions. Oh, he's no longer showing up in church. Oh, I don't even hear from him. Why did we let it go so far? Why did we let it go to that state where our brother is no longer even associated with us? Because that's what people do. If they want to walk from God, what do they need to do? They need to walk away from his people as well. Because his people will always remind them that God is alive. God is living in us. God loves us. God doesn't want us to be part of this world. And if they don't want God, they're not going to want you. So our responsibility As we can read here, the Holy Spirit said, don't harden your heart. This is what the Holy Spirit said. And now it's our duty as well to keep, you know, each other accountable and say, hey, how you doing? Or maybe even keep ourselves accountable. Call someone saying, I don't know. There's something wrong with me. I I don't know. There's something wrong with my relationship with God. I, I want that back. I'm hungry for it. I desire it. I need it. I need it so much. I love God and, and it's not working now. There's something wrong. Is it, is it a sin? Is it uh, I'm going through a test? Is it a season? I don't know. But could you pray for me? Could we do that for each other? Could, could we humble ourselves and say, the problem is not my brother. <laughs> the problem is maybe me. And I need help. I'm here for my brothers and sisters, but maybe today is me. And look, sometimes, as much as we always love helping people, sometimes we can be sick. And uh, you, you have these people in your life where, you know, they, they have a heart for hospitality. They love serving others. But when they are, you know, in prob- uh, they have a problem in their life or they have a trouble or whether they even, like, have a flu... You're like, hey, let me help you. No, 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 it's okay. You just take care of yourself. I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Let people serve you. Let people help you. That's what Christianity is all about. That we are here for each other. So if I have a problem, I need to humble myself and say, hey, I need your help today. Could, could you help me today? Could you pray with me? Could you, could you intercede for me? Could you fast for me? I need your help today. So that's why I like what the writer of Hebrews say. I, I don't know who r- written the book of Hebrew. There's m- many people have different opinions by saying, Beware, brethren, lest there be any, in any of you an evil heart. Wow. A group of people confessing Christ is saying there might be an evil heart. Interesting there. Of unbelief in departing from the living God. And that's not what we want in our life. But encourage each other daily. While well, it is called today. lest any of you be hardened through the de- deceitfulness of sin. I'm just encouraging you today. The reason why I'm repeating this verse. Because there's so much needed in our lives. You know, today, sadly, we're living in a culture that we don't even know our neighbors' names, right? We're connected to people that might live five, ten kilometers away from us, but we don't even know the people around us. And that sometimes even happens in church. The person that you're sitting to, sometimes you have no idea what they are going through. I don't think that's Christianity. I don't think that's what Jesus meant in the church. I think he meant that we need to get into each other's lives. Not be overbearing, but we need to get into each other's lives. Hey, how's your week going? Is there anything I can pray for you? Is there something that you're dealing with? You know, there might be a sin that you're a bit ashamed of. Do you need to speak to someone about it? You know, we were talking about testimonies on Friday. You know, testimonies, we're very proud of our testimonies when we speak about the past, right? Right? For example, I used to do drugs. I used to watch pornography. I used to sleep around. I used to do this. I used to. But then if you're living with it right now, you're like, ooh, <laughs> I really don't want anyone to know about my life. It's, it's a secret. I'm so ashamed of it. But when it's in the past, we have victory over, we feel confidence in it. But I'm encouraging you, don't let that shame separate you from the rest. Don't let, the, don't let that shame of that sin keep you hiding it deep in your heart and letting it slowly harden your heart. And at the end of it, you find yourself like, where is even God? I don't even know where I am at the moment. I thought I was with God. I'm living in the world. There's nothing different from my life than the people who are outside the church. That's why I'm encouraging you today. Don't be, don't be ashamed of your sin when it comes to confessing it. If you don't confess it to God, you cannot re- receive forgiveness and repentance. And if you don't confess it to your brothers and sisters, you're not going to receive healing. You need people around you to come and guide you and help you. There are A lot of, a lot of us have gone through a lot of problems in life. And we can give good advice, right? Oh, you're going through this? Yeah, man, I've I've been through that. Here's here's some tips. This is what helped me overcome this sin. Or this is what helped me overcome my laziness, my disbelief, you know, that lack of fire in my life. This is what I did. And these are great. We need that in the church. But if each one keeps their wisdom to themselves, how can we expect other people to grow? That's why I'm encouraging you. I'll read it again. Verse seven. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says today, if you will hear his voice, which you are hearing from the word of God, verse eight, do not harden your heart. Do not harden your heart. Do not harden your heart. That's what I want to keep with you today. And I'm so excited to hear these testimonies. And you're going to see when they share their testimony, like, I remember I used to be like that. I I can see that zeal. I can see that fire. These people just discovered Christ. I want to catch that fire back in my life again. Let's pray. Lord God, we pray that you bring the Holy Spirit into our hearts to soften our hearts. We don't want to have a hard heart. We don't want to have an evil heart. We don't want to have a cold heart. We want to have a heart that is burning for you, burning to glorify you, to bring all everything that we have for you. Lord God, we want a a heart that is burning to love your holiness, not to desire a sin, not to desire the world, not to desire our comfort. We want a heart that is beating for you. We want a heart that we might have lost before to be brought back into our lives again and to say, I am so in love with Jesus. I am so in love with him. I want to serve him. I want to give him everything. I want to give him all. I want to pray for that, Lord God. I pray. And, and no one, we don't know each other's hearts, Lord, but you know our hearts. And you know what our needs are. And I pray, Lord God, for each heart that you satisfy the need. I pray for each heart, Lord God, that if there is something that is broken, that you heal. That if if something that you don't like in our hearts, oh God, I pray that you take away. And we pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit comes and shares the love of God in our hearts. We need that in our lives, Lord. I pray this in the name of Jesus. And I pray this, oh God, not only to be a message. That we hear and forget. No, Lord God, let it be a beginning of a journey in our lives. A a journey of restoration. A journey of coming back to you. We've left the world, but we also want to take away Pharaoh and Egypt out of our heart. And we want our hearts to be empty and ready for your presence. To be full of your presence. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.